I think this might be a topic that might make some of you squirm, not because at first glance it's something that makes you uncomfortable, but when we dig into the how of it, my guess is it won't sit well with everybody. Because the thought for many of us of letting our guards down as leaders and showing our cards can feel really raw. But one of the most powerful skills you can develop, and yes, it is a skill as a leader, is vulnerability. And I don't mean just any kind of vulnerability. There's a lot of vulnerability that's being pushed today on social media and in society. I'm going to be really specific about what I mean. But today we're going to talk about what it looks like to have the right kind of vulnerability in leadership, what mistakes might be hurting your growth and possibility that you think are actually things that are serving you and your team and your business, and why it is such a tremendous struggle for so many of us. So if you're wondering why that coach you hired hasn't worked for you or why you keep joining masterminds but they don't really lead to the progress you want or you keep seeing your peers grow in their teams and their businesses while you just feel kind of stuck or you're winning, but none of it seems to actually satiate you. We're talking about all about why and what you can do about it. Pull up a seat to the table. You are listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. After working with countless entrepreneurs, I've noticed a theme. No matter the level of success achieved, they get to this place where they're asking, now what? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact. You want to do work that means something, and you want to be known for it too. Somewhere along the way, it wasn't just about growing a business anymore. It became time to build your legacy. Plus, building the dream at the expense of everything else that matters, family, freedom, joy, is no dream at all. The Luminary Leadership Podcast is where industry leaders come to break through to their next level of achievement, purpose, and impact. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and I'm here to raise up this generation of leaders, us, so we can do our part in raising up the next generation of little luminaries. Get ready as we break down all things entrepreneurial leadership in a way that isn't being talked about. We both know you don't just need another strategy. It's time for your breakthrough. had to go searching for another word for vulnerability because I feel like it's overused and overplayed and it starts to lose its real meaning because people start to come with their own definitions of what it is. Brene Brown has done a phenomenal job of talking about the idea of vulnerability, but I feel like a lot of people have taken it and run with it. And now we see this culture of social media of like, air your dirty laundry and put it all out there and have no privacy. And if you're not sharing the most innermost corners of your life, you're not vulnerable. And that's not what I'm saying at all. There are times to play your cards and to play them well. But when I looked up the synonyms for vulnerability, my mind went to what I think of when I think of vulnerability, which is uh, exposed or susceptible, right? Or almost like a weakness. You're naked, you're endangered, you, you have no power, you're helpless which are all negative connotations with the word. But what we're going to talk about today is the idea of being accessible through vulnerability, making you real and rooted in reality and someone that's willing to share the process and the journey, willing to share the wisdom when you come out the other side of things, willing to bring the people in who deserve to be brought in, doesn't have to be every single person on the internet, 
and how that will serve your growth, your business growth, and how not doing these things is likely hurting you. When even though you might think you're putting up this front of leadership, like a leader always has it together, the truth is nobody does. So when you can't share the growth process and when you can't share the wisdom of the bullets you've taken and the pain that you've experienced and when you're not willing to come to your team front facing and say hey here's where we're struggling but here's the vision of where we're going it it all comes at a detriment so i'm going to share a few things that i think would serve you in your leadership would serve your business immensely and will help you to grow through the pain of being accessible and being vulnerable So the first piece of the puzzle is, are you really coachable? Or is it too painful to let someone see the gaps in you? When you get to certain levels in business, it's easy to start to think, oh, I have to be the coach. I have to be the mentor. I can't be mentored because to be mentored would be to admit my faults and my flaws and that I still have so much room for leadership growth. I struggled with this back in about... 2015. I had just hit, at the time, my biggest business milestone. We broke uh, the million dollar mark in a year's time. It was a really big accomplishment for us. It was something we had worked really, really hard for. And all of a sudden, I felt this pressure to be the million dollar earner, to be the one who told other people how to do it, not to allow anyone in who could show me the way and how to improve and how to be better. Because just because you hit a certain benchmark in your business does not, one, make you a leader, or two, mean that there's not infinite miles of growth opportunity for you. But I felt a pressure. It wasn't that I didn't want to be coached. It was that I was afraid to let that guard down. And thankfully, I had people in my life who I trusted enough and who I felt loved me enough to hold up the mirror when I was in those states of not being coachable. And I had this event that I was hosting for about 30 entrepreneurs, and it was a really powerful event. And we were also celebrating our big business win at the time because it happened right around the same time. And I had one of my mentors come to be a speaker at that event expecting him to kind of sing my praises and talk about what an incredible accomplishment we, you know, we achieved as a team and all of this stuff. And he pulls me aside about halfway through the event and he's like, hey, can I talk to you? I'm like, yeah, sure. Thinking in my head like, oh, this is the part where he pats me on the back and tells me how great I am. And he sat me down and he's like, can I just be honest with you? And I was like, yeah, of course. Like thinking, oh, it must be hard for him to, you know, tell me how much he thinks of me. And then he looks me in the eyes and he says, man, you're drastically underperforming your potential. And it was a gut punch that I needed so desperately because I was at this place where I had this wall up of, okay, now it's time to be the leader. Now it's time to be the mentor. Now it's time to be the one in charge who has it all together and tells everybody else how they can do it too. And I needed someone who loved me enough enough to tell me, actually, you have so much room for growth. In fact, you are not yet a leader. You hit a business metric, get over it. There's work to do. And that moment changed everything for me. It took, it's not that my walls came down immediately. I still struggled with that. I struggled with ego. 
but it was the beginning of those walls starting to crumble and me realizing that I was on a journey and that I had to stay open. A couple of years back, I took on a client back when I still had my one-on-one element of my business open and I was still taking one-on-one clients and I had an amazing, very high-playing client who you know, applied to work with me. And I had this gut feeling from our initial call that maybe ego was driving the train, like that she was in this place that it was going to be hard to coach her. But I kind of was up for the challenge and I'd been in that place too. And I thought maybe I could walk her through that season of her life. And pretty quickly, it was apparent that it was going to be hard for her to let me in because she wanted to be my peer. She didn't want to be someone being mentored or coached, even though that's what she paid a lot of money for. She wanted to feel like she was enough. She wanted to feel like she was important too. And there was nothing about our experience together where I wanted to feel like I was in some kind of driver's seat and she was just along for the ride, but more so just to help her see those corners of her world where she could improve in leadership and growth. But man, she fought it every step of the way. And some ways you can identify whether you're not being coachable are things like when someone tells you something, if you interrupt them, Um, or if your responses are things like, yeah, but, yeah, but. If you're a yeah, butter, you're not being coachable. Even if you think you're hearing something you already know, take it in, absorb it, sit with it. Why do you have to put up those defenses? Let them down. Or if your response, which her responses were regularly this, yep, I know, I know, I know gone repeat. And then the other thing was her painting a picture of things being better than they were just to try and make them look better. Now, the thing is, when you hire a coach, if you don't give them an accurate portrayal of what's happening behind the scenes, you're not going to get your money's worth, right? So like, let's say you get down to brass tacks and they need to see your numbers and you inflate your numbers because you're embarrassed that you're not at the levels that you think you should be at, which what are you basing that on anyway? And then they see them and they coach you based on these falsified numbers because you were too embarrassed to share the real deal. How are they really going to help you? They're coaching you based on stuff that's not true. And we ran into a lot of that where where things just started to not make sense and we'd peel back the layers or, you know, we were looking at her site and it's showing how each of her programs is sold out when in, in reality she hadn't even launched them yet. It was just like creating this persona. And then going over the numbers and profit and finding out, you know, she had taken out a loan, which is fine, but it wasn't accurate. Like that's debt, right? So anyways, as I started to get more behind the scenes, just from being in business for a long time and and reading between the lines and being like, wait a minute, this isn't quite right or this isn't quite right. Little by little, she started to share more and more, but still with a lot of hesitation, which I understood. But she was also a part of a mastermind that I run. And what I noticed was, was on the one-on-one calls, she slowly, I wouldn't call it vulnerable. She slowly started to like let me in a little bit more out of necessity because of what she paid for the program. But in the mastermind, she would only answer questions and coach other people. Even if the topic of that day, if we had a guest speaker, if I was teaching on something, was something that I knew she was directly struggling in because we had just gone over it in one of her one-on-one calls, She would present like she was a rock star in that area or like she had it all figured out or she was making buco bucks in that particular category. Whenever she was in a group, it was because it was too painful to let people see behind that curtain and to see that there was room for growth. 
she had to give that persona of success. And that's a really common thing, both in individual coaching, but especially in group coaching or masterminds. So you have to first ask yourself, like, am I truly being coachable or am I trying to put up some kind of front to keep me safe, right? To protect my ego, to protect me from pain. The other thing I think, and I kind of opened up with this, is the idea that right now what's being pushed in the world as far as vulnerability goes, it's been diluted into just this kind of messy, oh, being vulnerable just means like airing your dirty laundry. And I see people just share, like almost oversharing. And the, I don't remember where I heard this. I can't give it credit. I, can't, I think it was a mentor of mine that said, you don't need to share the open sore, but share the scab. Meaning like when you're in the thick of the battle and you're navigating it, it's really raw and it's really ugly. You're not obligated to share and I'm talking with the world I'm not talking about like with your team or with your family but like with the world you're not obligated to try and coach from the mess or try and share every step of that journey but the wisdom comes from the scab like after it starts to heal and you can kind of get your bearings and say hey what were the lessons in this now it's different though when you are leading a team and, and that wound, that open wound affects them or affects the business. There are ways that you can be vulnerable with your team to build that trust and to build more connection and to work together towards a brighter vision and to actually bring them into the fray to help solve the problem and work towards something better while still maintaining your poise and maintaining your composure and and casting that vision of how it will be better and capturing those lessons and sharing them. You get the difference. So you don't have to come in saying, oh, we're screwed. Here are, all the, here are our numbers. We're doomed. This is a mess. It's like, hey, here's what we're facing and what we're navigating right now. That's kind of tough. But here's some solutions I see that I'm going to put on the table. And here are some ways I think we can come together as a team to come out of this even stronger and better. What do you guys think? So there's a difference between just airing that dirty laundry and then coming to the table with solutions in that leadership mindset. Being vulnerable doesn't mean you have to be this like mushbag pile of feelings, right? As a leader, you can share what is true while keeping that leadership posture. And without that leadership posture having to be some kind of facade, it's sharing truth, but it's being steady and it's being willing to show up for those challenges. Going back to the idea of always having to act like you're perfect as a leader, that is a myth. That's not a thing. Like even the people you admire most absolutely have weakness. They have struggle. They face challenges. They're navigating something hard, whether it be in their personal life or their health or their family or their marriage or their business or their team or whatever. But it's all about resilience and how quickly you get back up and if you get back up and that transparency that willingness to be honest both with yourself and the people who that, that matter in the equation. And I say that matter in the equation because I'm going to keep repeating this over and over that you're not obligated to tell strangers on the internet anything. Like there is a value in privacy. There is a value in keeping certain things close to the vest when it comes to how you lead and how you grow. But if you are looking for growth and you are seeking growth, but you're unwilling to do anything but lead and not receive, like give and not receive. I, ex- I experienced this recently. I have a high-level program for entrepreneurs called The Incubator. I love it. It's one of my favorite programs I lead. And we bring in just the cream of the crop of entrepreneurs into this program. 
to serve them in their business growth and to do it in a way that's totally aligned with their values and freedom and possibility for their families and all of that. And I had someone join who I love, such a good person, has really incredible leadership potential, is growing a substantial business and came in on fire, like on every call, receiving, giving and receiving, so willing to be a participant. And that's what you want to be when you come in. But something shifted at some point where they felt like they had to put that guard up. And I couldn't put my finger on it, but I was like, something's different in them. Like, what's going on? And I realized there was no vulnerability anymore. It was like they had to put up this wall of, I've got this. Oh, you need something? You're struggling that? I can coach you in it. I can tell you, I can be so generous with my time and my energy, but I will never ask a question. I will never show my cards. I will never show where I'm struggling. I've got it all together. Every corner of my life is perfect. I'm always smiling. And they lost that ability to be vulnerable, to be coached, to be open, and to be accessible. And I think it created a ripple effect because I saw it, uh, you know, other people started to notice it too. Like, hey, what's going on here? Are they okay? Because this group is really tight-knit and like a family. And when you are not accessible, when you are not open, when you're not willing, you're not relatable anymore. You're not touchable anymore. You're not, you're not convincing anybody. You might be convincing somebody, but you're not convincing me. And you're not convincing other people who are on that leadership journey and who are feeling the pain or who are walking through the challenges and know that there is nobody unscathed from that. So there's such an advantage for you and those you serve right? Your growth and their permission to trust you and to grow with you. So whether it's your team members, whether it's the people you serve in your programs. There have been many times over the years navigating health, health challenges as I'm running masterminds or as I'm you know running events, having to come to the table and be like, hey, I'm going to deliver. It might look a little different this month because I'm really struggling with X, Y, and Z, but here's what I'm doing to solve it, and here's how I I intend to fully show up for you. So they can know what's going on, and they can be brought into the fray and see that you're human, but also, you know, get what they paid for, get what they showed up for, be a part of a team that is working towards something better. And this applies in your home, too. What about with your kids? What if you never apologized when you were wrong? Because you're, you're the adult, you're the parent take it or leave it? What if you always put up a front like everything was always perfect and they think that your family is just unbreakable, untouchable? Or what if they thought the only way to lead was to perpetually have it all together? Now, (laughs) as a mom, you don't get the luxury of like totally falling apart and just like neglecting everything. But I think it is okay to have your moments and really struggle and to be able to communicate that with that same steadiness and composure of like, hey, this is where we are right now, but it's not where we're staying. You know, mom's struggling with X, Y, and Z, or mom shouldn't have talked to you that way. I'm really sorry, but here's how I'm going to do better next time. What do you think? Kids are smart. Kids are intuitive. They're a part of your team in many ways too. So it's this leadership block for so many people wondering, what, what is it? What is it? Like I have all the strategies or I'm doing the things or I'm studying leadership, but this, this vulnerability piece is really hard for a variety of reasons for different people. You know, for some people, it's like, this is how they had, they had to keep those walls up in childhood for whatever reason. They had to act like it was all together or everything fell apart. You know, there might be past traumas, there might be past experiences, past career paths, where that's, you know, what your bosses demanded of you. But 
free yourself from that and see that your growth and your next level is going to come through this channel of accessibility. All right, I'm curious your thoughts. So do me a favor, screenshot this, share it, and then come on over social and drop me a message. Let me know what you think. Where are you struggling with this? What have you witnessed in other people? And as always, if you're willing to leave a review, I'm so grateful. It helps us to get incredible new people on the show to support and bring in the knowledge and wisdom that you guys are seeking. Helps us to get this mission and this message out there. And I'm just so thankful for all of you that tune in. And we'll be talking soon. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.